0: With high levels of uncertainty around the Australian property market, as well as interest rates, the RBA has issued another chilling warning to Australian borrowers. Now, is there something else at play here? Do they have some other agenda? I'm not sure, but, What we're gonna look at is what the mainstream articles are looking like. And the reason why we look at these mainstream articles is because the mass majority of the market are emotional buyers. And this is the sort of stuff that they're getting exposed to. So we wanna deep dive, understand consumer behavior wise, what people are thinking and how we can adapt. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi, and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency, and financial freedom. Now, if you are after daily updates, because I get about two or three of these videos out every week on YouTube, definitely join the Patreon group. There's a link in the description below. I'm talking about NFTs, cryptocurrency, Australian property markets, and how we can better prepare ourselves moving forward into 2022. So if you're interested, there's a link in the description. Now we're gonna go through what the RBA is actually saying. They had their meeting earlier this week. It was the final one that they had for. 2021. It's interesting to see what sort of thoughts that Philip Lowe actually had, and I'm going to share with you what my thoughts are closing out 2021, what we can expect in 2022. RBA issues chilling warning to Australian homeowners. The Reserve Bank of Australia has issued a warning to Australian homeowners as more people take on dangerous levels of debt. As more people take on dangerous levels of debt, the RBA has issued a chilling warning to nation's homeowners, urging them to have a mortgage buffer. Almost a quarter of the people with a new home loan owed the bank at least six times what they earned, official data from banking regulator has revealed. And within the median Australian house price and unit price now at 698,170, an average income earner would struggle to repay their loan. Even with a twenty percent deposit, a full-time worker on ninety thousand three hundred twenty-nine salary with a five hundred fifty-eight thousand five hundred thirty-six mortgage would have a debt-to-income ratio of six point two, considered dangerous by the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority (APRA). So this is referring to the debt-to-income ratios, and it's what I've been talking about for the last couple of months. Is that APRA is going to look at this? as a key metric moving forward. Yes, they can have interest rates go up, cash rates go up and the lending facility being, you know, the the bank itself or the retail institution, they can also have their little buffers when they're going into their servicing rates and things like that. But what APRA is gonna look at is debt to income ratios. Anything above six is considered pretty dangerous and this is where they're going to look at how much a household is earning relative to the debt they're taking on. Why this is a sound sort of argument for the RBA to come out and start warning people is because we've gone through a period where people have just gone free money, debt's easy, cheap debt, I can take on everything I can right now. And you're seeing this a lot more with emotional buyers being owner occupiers relative to investors. Because for investors, the key thing here, well, you know, if you're a sophisticated investor, you're really looking at how am I managing my debt how am I going to reduce my debt? And how can I position myself and structure it so that I can purchase again and again? Because I'm looking to build wealth with real estate. On the flip side, when you're looking at homeowners, they literally going to auctions or they're getting into a bidding war with other people for this property that they fall in love with. And they go way beyond what their budget actually allows them to. This is where I think the dangerous element really comes in and why the RBA is clamping down on it. New data released on Tuesday showed that 23.8% of new borrowers in three months to support September. September 30th of this year were in this category, up from 16.3% 12 months ago and 21.9% from the previous quarter, as buyers took advantage of lower interest rates to chase soaring property Prices higher. So again, demand versus supply. There's more and more people that are just going, let's rack up that debt because it is cheap. And, you know, it seems like it's going to be cheap for the foreseeable future. Let's be real. Even if we get an interest rate rise of even 1%, people can fix their loans now for up to five years at like three, three and a half percent, which is very cheap. While the RBA left the cash rate on hold at a record of 0.1 percent, it is expected to do so until late 2023 and potentially 2024. Governor Philip Lowe had a warning for borrowers. With interest rates at historically low levels, it is important that lending standards are maintained and that borrowers have adequate buffers Dr. Lowe set. So this really comes now down to going, well... It's not really our problem, because the RBA has other things to worry about, which you know is arguable, but they're going on to the lending and retail bankers and saying, look, you guys need to really figure out what your process is, and they're really getting APRA to you know conduct this and regulate this, and they're saying, you guys need to make sure that borrowers have enough of a buffer, they are understanding the risks of not making their repayments, and if there are increases in interest rates, can they actually afford the loan? I think this is very smart, and, is actually good for the market. We need it to cool down, especially after having growth of 20, 30%, is unsustainable, right? It's, you know, we've seen this time and time again across multiple markets. When you have huge amounts of growth, we need that to ease off. And if we don't have that ease off, then we will have a massive correction. We're at a point now where I think people are going, well, what's the return to reality? What is life going to look like next year, the year after that? Do we really wanna see property prices continue growing at 20%? Well, at some point, it's not going to be sustainable and at that point it's a very quick slide down as well so I think what they're saying is let's start getting the warnings out there banks have already started preempting this move and they started increasing their rates because they know that if hits the ceiling and we actually have a problem here then the banks are the first ones in line that are going to get screwed over because they take on the most amount of debt now of course they might get bailed out and whatnot but the argument here is that we want to have these warnings go out to the people that are unsophisticated buyers and the truth is hopefully you don't take offense to this it's the emotional bias it's those people that are going out there saying my budget's one million but they walk out of that exchange and go oh well you know we spent 200k more well we're spending a million why not spend an extra 200 and this is where we're creating this bubble like asset class where we have people come out and say oh look it's unsustainable it's gonna pop i agree right but If we are looking at this holistically and really figure out what opportunities we have in 2022, but the good quality investment stock is really not gonna get that affected. Where I can see a drop off is at the higher end of the market where emotional buyers have really been pushing up prices artificially. And now to a point where you're buying in the same suburb only a year ago for like 300K less, it's not sustainable. Research director at Rate City, Sally Tindall, noted that Australians are increasingly taking on eye watering levels of debt compared to what they earn to get into an overheated property market. Record low rates have enabled Australians to borrow more from the bank than ever before, she said. However, when rates start rising, people who've taken on risky levels of debt could find balancing the monthly budget infinitely more challenging as the debt relative to income has risen the apra the apra data showed a proportion of low deposit loans has fallen from 10.4% last september to 7.5% this year corresponding with a decline in the proportion of first home buyers this is personally where i get a little jittery and the reason for that is because the people that are taking on the most amount of debt relative to their income is usually the first home buyers they get sold this dream that okay you need to buy a house you need to buy it asap in today's terms we're probably just getting into a unit right So they're going in with low deposit amounts, couple that with them taking extreme levels of debt relative to their income, you're really now creating a concoction of disaster because it's usually with this market that if they lose their job, they're completely screwed. Whereas if you flip across and you see some investors, if they're sophisticated, like if you look at my portfolio, right? If we saw an increase of 1%, it's not going to change my life. Even an increase of 2%, not going to change my life, purely because you have buffers in place. You really have an effective debt reduction strategy as well as having a structure in your portfolio that allows for those movements. If you are planning to hold property for a long time, you need to have a portfolio that can move with the momentum. You need to have a portfolio that's sustainable. When you go out there and you purchase your own home, a first home buyer buying a property with a 2% deposit and interest rates of below 2%, it's really now cutting it thin. And that's where I believe these warnings are key because people need to listen. You just can't keep borrowing at these rates, not expect the cycles to sort of ebb and flow and come back to a reality. Dr. Lowe said that the real estate market appears to be cooling down somewhat, adding to the statement, the rate in increase in housing prices has eased over the recent months. Housing credit increased by 6.7% over the past year, but more recently, the value of housing loan commitments has declined from high levels, he said. We clearly see all the graphs, everything suggesting that we're seeing more banks increase their rates is causing uncertainty for people. And now we're seeing those listings come up as well. So more listing numbers, there's more supply in the market, and the demand is slowly falling off, which I think is actually a really good sign for the longevity of this market another concern plaguing homeowners could be falling Australian dollar especially due to its impact on inflation the increasing cost of goods and services this is because a weaker Australian dollar means we have to pay for more imported goods meaning the cost of everyday items would increase or become inflated this in turn would sway the RBA to increase the cash rate despite what they've stated markets are anticipating the first rate hike as soon as July next year Capital Economics Marcel said with a 1.75 percentage points of rate rises by the end of 2023. Should that happen, it's most certain that the major banks would follow, passing the increased cost to mortgage payers. Look, to be honest, I don't see an increase this drastically by the end of 2023. Can I see an increase in interest rates? Yes. Can I see the increase in cash rates? Yes. How much? I think sustainably, if we want to keep the entire economy, you know, intact, the max that I could probably see happening is maybe a total of 1% increase across the cash rate. So if they decide to move it by 025 each time they increase it that would be a maximum of four increases over the next 2 to 3 years the reason why i get scared when people say oh we can increase interest rates by this quickly and you know it'll go up by 2% it's not sustainable just like we've seen in the housing market if we don't have apra intervene if we don't have you know banks increasing interest rates then we see markets go and flow on again, increase by 20 or 30% in 2022. And then in 2023, I can pretty much know that we're gonna have some sort of heavy correction. By coming in and trying to smooth over what that could look like is so that we go, well, maybe we don't have 30% growth. We can slowly ease into it, increase those cash rates and those buffers and lending restrictions. This means that instead of dropping by 20, 30% or increasing by 20, 30%, let's try and move towards closer towards at least, a return to reality. And that might mean, you know, 7% to 10%. So if we see these restrictions come in and we only grow by five to 10%, that's normal that means we've eased into 2023, 2024. But what we're not focusing on is the huge amount of demand that's going to come through when we see immigration come through into the system. I think that is what's going to push us in after from 2023 all the way to 25, 26, and 27, which is when I think we are going to top out in this market and have some sort of pullback. It is worth noting forecasters are already expecting banks to begin increasing their fixed rates with Westpac, CBA, and ANZ among the lenders who have done so. The move has also boosted fears that trend may continue to impact their variable interest. However, this may also be seen as an attempt for banks to persuade customers to avoid locking in a cheaper fixed rate for the next three to five years, especially given predictions interest rates will most definitely rise again. Now it finishes on that note, we don't know what the agenda of banks are, but from what I can see, as well as what I'm talking to clients about, really looking at 2022, 2023, I think it's a fantastic opportunity that we see the market start to slow down. Those people that did miss out, now if they are sophisticated investors, go out there and now start building out their portfolio, it's great for that. Where I get concerned are the people that have taken on debt in the last six to 12 months against their own income, have only one or two sources of income being the salary that they actually earn and they have actually gone out there with a two to 5% deposit. This is where I get concerned because a flip of the market by even 10% puts them underwater, and if they lose their job, they're completely screwed. So just be smart know that we are seeing some of these articles with some crazy headlines. We had one last week where they said 40% drops in housing prices. I shared it in the Patreon group, we had a good laugh. So. Just be aware that these things are happening, that you can't just have 20 to 30% growth every single year in Australian property. And this is actually a really good sign. If we do consolidate, we slow down, then we can move back up, have a foundation for the following you know, five or six years. If you have enjoyed this content, definitely subscribe and drop a like for the video. I try and keep these uh, videos quite concise and give you some of my opinions as well. So if you have enjoyed it, drop a like and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.